0: Is you used to drive that old busted join. See, I drive the new hotness. Old and busted, new hotness. Hotness.
1: This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts. Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF
0: Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team, downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast, it took one day Joined the Patreon, reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters, and the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, We went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, Just uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football, Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the patreon and join a join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family Ooh,
2: what's happening everybody happy wednesday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty fantasy football podcast and we are through week three and if you think about it that is a quarter of your fantasy football regular season if your league's doing it right you should be starting your playoffs in week 14 not week 13 not week 15 but week 14 we've got a little COVID news that might adjust things going in there the first time but before we get into that I need to get the man you know him he is the man of the hour and the man with the power, he is Gerald J. Sinclair. Gerald, what's going on, buddy?
3: I wish that was my middle name. That would that would make it so much better. I am good. I'm, not, I'm always good. I get to sit here, no matter what happens. As long as I get to sit down on a Tuesday night and I get to talk to the man, the myth, the legend, it, it's a good day.
2: You know that that's the rest of the man of the hour, the met, the man with the power. Too sweet to be sour, and uh, that, that's what we're gonna do, man. Jerry and I were talking, and we were lamenting a little bit of some of the uh, the game of life, not the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football. But we're up, we're pumped, we're ready to roll into some Fantasy Football. But Jerry, before we get into the Dynasty and some of the stuff, we've been avoiding the news. I kind of I think we kind of take care of the news in the YouTube quick hits, whether that's Maddie Big Cheeks or. Dr. Kyle doing the injury updates, but today, for the first time, a team has had a mini-outbreak of COVID-19. Now, the fear-mongering websites that just want your click, uh, talking to you, Roto World, that just want your clicks, <laughs> they put eight members of the Tennessee Titans, which is true, technically, because yes, eight members of the Tennessee Titans do, in fact, have COVID-19, but there are three crumb bums and shoe clerks, Gerald Sinclair, and five staffers. Now, in, in fairness, the, the league has got to do what the league has to do. They have told the Minnesota Vikings, the Titans' opponents from last weekend, to uh, start, start the process, and uh, it could impact two games. What are you seeing in your leagues out there, Jerry? I'll tell you what I have seen, and we'll go from there.
3: Listen, I love I love the shot at Roto World, though. It's it's something,
2: man. It's I, fear-mongering. It's clickbait fear-mongering. It,
3: it is. And I mean, that's I get it that that's how you're going to get people to click, and that's how you're going to get people to talk about it, like we are. I mean, you're getting what you want. I just... I don't know. I'm, I'm a wait-and-see type of guy. I'm not just going to panic about it. Listen, could it be some shit? Yeah. Of course it could be. But it, here's the thing. If you... If you try and find a reason to worry, you are going to worry about everything. And that's just not how I'm going to live my life. So I'm just going to I'm gonna wait. I'm going to see. I, from everything in, in the leagues that I've seen, nobody's super panicking about it. I think it's more talking about it creates more panic than it is actual action and people getting super scared. It's just like, it, 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 do you do you see anyone shipping off Derrick Henry or anything right now? Because I don't,
2: maybe, maybe in redraft, if you know that owner, let's say for some reason they had Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry on a particular roster, maybe their cheeks are a little clenched currently, but I, I'm not too worried about it. You know, all the fear mongers who are just waiting for the worst so they can say, I told you so. Those, first of all, that's the worst kind of people to, to associate with, because that same person was telling you all along how the NBA season was never going to make it. Dude, we're, we're in the finals. I think they start Wednesday night, if I remember correctly, seven games to go. The NHL just wrapped up their playoffs. The Major League Baseball just started their playoffs. No matter how negative you want to be, no matter how fear-mongering you want to be, the NFL is going to soldier on they've got contingency plans. They have absolutely done a phenomenal job. Just like all the major sports have. You know, it's the classic Vince McMahon. If you don't know who Vince McMahon is for those that aren't old pro wrestling fans, you should know. He's got a great life story, but he has all these classic you think Memphis-isms or something. There's a ton of uh, Vince McMahonisms out there, and one of the ones he always uses is you got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And and that's what the NFL will do. You know, whether that's push the Super Bowl back, whether that's delay games, Uh, I think it was your boy Dave Richard of CBS Sports who laid out a scenario where they could still get these games in. There's looking like it could be a triple header, a triple bill of Monday night foosball? Gerald, how sweet. Now, Now I know Monday is traditionally a day off of work in the Sinclair household. How sweet would a Monday night triple bill be for Gerald J. Sinclair?
3: That is just going to mean that I am going to have to do something oh so nice to the old lady leading up to that because that is that's Christmas morning I mean or or whatever holiday that you look forward to where you get gifts that is what that is because even opening night you only get two now think and, and about listen, that and the good and the good news Randy is that uh, Denver and the Jets will already have played so at least I'll get some better football than that. Pilot dog crap
2: i'll circle back to that jets game in, in just a minute but how sweet would a triple bill be of monday night foosball 4 p.m what's the worst game that would be like that would be like minnesota and houston then you get the normal uh well i guess you would want to do tennessee and uh Oh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee and Pittsburgh, that would be your medium game, and then the the Green Bay Packers in Atlanta. Boom, boom, boom. I would have to like adjust my schedule at work. and I'm coming in at nine because I'm staying up till one thirty in the morning to watch the football again. Dude, I, I think it would be sweet. and And here's the thing. for those of you that don't recognize this, the NFL absolutely loves shitting in the other major sports lunch boxes, Whether that's extending free agency, into the start of the baseball season, whether that's you know doing a schedule launch when normally the uh, NBA playoffs are getting ready to start, whether that's moving the draft into like late April, early May as the NBA fine or the NBA playoffs are really heating up, the NFL and ab- turning
3: it into a three-day event.
2: They absolutely love doing this. So to think that I would think that the NBA would be smart enough not to have one of their games of the NBA Finals. I mean, if you're not doing that thing on Saturday and then giving those guys Sunday and Monday off and then going Tuesday, Wednesday, you are doing it wrong. You don't, but, you don't butt heads with the NFL. You work around the NFL. But there's going to be a ton of sports. If you're a sports fan, forget football. That's what we're going to get to here in just a couple of minutes. But if you love sports, man, there's when else have you ever had the NBA playoffs the NFL season really in like full throttle, and then now the Major League Baseball playoffs. Your family has to hate you if you're like a major. And like think about Chicago. Chicago has the White Sox in the playoffs. They have the Cubs in the playoffs, and the Bears are three and zero. Jerry, you don't know anything about that in Detroit though, right?
3: <laughs> no. No, we are the bottom of the barrel in all those sports. And, I mean, hockey just ended, like you said earlier. So we have literally had everything. Everything. We went went from nothing to everything just in a heartbeat.
2: And I can tell you, if uh, you're into sports gambling, which I am, as you listen to the fabulous Big Bet um, this is an impromptu plug because we're getting ready to run through our sponsors that support us, so we're going to support them. But mybookie.ag and use the promo code DWZMemphis for first time people. Uh, if you're new and on your initial deposit, they'll match it up to a grand. Just go to mybookie.ag and they can get you fixed up. Uh, but that's been a lot of fun, man. I, I like bouncing around from mybookie to DraftKings Sportsbook to FanDuel just to kind of see where the lines are, the unders, overs, because that's a tremendous uh tremendous way of knowing what the uh the projected point totals are going to be in games. And Jerry, by the way, speaking of promotion, you and Shane and Kane jumped on it dropped on Monday the 28th. You guys jumped on and talked a little Deffy action, man. Uh what did you guys cover? How did you feel how did you feel it went?
3: Uh I felt it went okay. I bollocks the ending. The worst part, Randy. So, it you know, we have we have our phrase every time we leave. Randy, to make that even worse, I wrote the damn thing down and then I tripped over my own brain. But luckily, you know, you're always there to just carry me and lead me to the promised land. But it was good. We talked about, you know, the guy, because Big Ten football is coming back. We talked about who we liked. You know, we're all Big Ten guys, so it's something that we all have a passion for. You know, just what it means for guys that are coming back. You know, Rashad Bateman one of the monster potential high first round draft picks coming out next year, whether he's going to get admitted or not, you know, sec came back on Saturday. So we got to see some of the major names doing that. So they just, they went to town on what they saw. They saw a couple guys that they didn't like. Um, It's good. We talked about the unsexy quarterbacks that Randy always likes to just steal that value on had to bring that up because that's one of the easiest ways to profit in this game. Um, and then I just let them talk about guys that I had never heard of because that that's why you bring them on there. That's what the guys, you know, from the market, Debbie marketplace are going to do. They're going to talk about guys that you've never heard of. And sometimes those guys are James Robinson and they end up being league winners and you can be extremely happy about it. So that's why you listen and you just, you keep those guys in the back of your head and the moment the buzz starts to happen when you hear that maybe James Robinson is going to be at the top of a depth chart. Oh shit. I heard that on the war zone when Shane said it a few months ago, I'll be the guy that grabs him before you have to wait for waivers to clear after week one. It's just, that's why you do it. That's a, that's why we sit here because we talk to so many smart guys who just, they come at things from different, different angles and you just have to absorb it all and you have to learn and you that's, we are all students of this game because this game's a bitch, Randy. Like I, I know fickle, you have teams, fickle bitch. Just like you could have had Cortland Sutton, and you're going, oh, that's just great. And DJ Morris struggled a little bit. You know, it, it, Darius Geist, Leonard Fournette, let's uh, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. How many guys are we going to talk about? Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great. If there was a guy that you thought was going to be good, this game is tough, and this game does not give to you what you think it's going to give you. So that's why you just have to be receptive to everything.
2: Yeah. I would say if you're going to go back and listen to the Debbie Warzone from Monday, I would make sure that you're not driving. If you can I get, you know, we, we appreciate you downloading and listening to everything that we have to put out there for you. But, but if you're at home and you can sit there with your notes app on your phone or a notepad, like I was taking notes during this, because again, uh, we can put him over to the moon, but you know, Shane was the guy who first identified James Robinson. In March of 2019, yes, I kept receipts and I shared them on Twitter. Uh, a couple other things, just want to blast through all of the promotion real quick just to get her done and get it out of the way. The big bet, uh, we'll be back again. I won my big bet this week. I had Dallas and the Seattle Seahawks over 55 and a half. it was a, it was a good little week. And that will be live on YouTube Wednesday nights around 9, 9.30, depending on the week. Uh, if you're subscribed to the YouTube, you won't miss any of this stuff, guys. The Big Bet, the Devi Show. Uh, I will say, Maddie Big Chest and Dr. Kyle have been absolutely killing the, the injury stuff, man. They've been doing two streams a week, live on YouTube, keeping you updated about what the injury is going to mean, timetables. And that's coming from a doctor of physical therapy in Dr. Kyle. And all as well as a few Dynasty Minutes with Memphis. Sometimes I jump on on the weekends and I'll give you some things that have popped into my mind. And we have yet to get Jerry streaming on there with on his own and solo, but we will. And it'll be scary, scary glorious. So make sure you are subscribed and the notifications are turned on and you'll never miss anything on YouTube. Uh, I feel like this is the dumbest thing that we have to do, but we have to do it because we do everything that we can above board at the Dynasty Warzone. Tay J C three. That's T A Y J C three. This is your last and final request to get your autographed DK Metcalf jersey. And Jerry, why wouldn't you want your autographed DK Metcalf jersey? This man has been on fire.
3: I, I don't get it. I don't get, listen, if if I could go to the top of the Swiss Alps with the big Ricola horn and scream for Tay to come get this damn thing. Listen, I know there are people out there that listen that want this thing. I want this damn thing. I just traded an absurd amount for DK Metcalf. I tried to do it in another league and got declined. I would love to have this thing. J 3 get with my man. At some point, at some point. We gotta give this thing away. How is this hard? How is this hard?
2: It shouldn't be. I'm gonna do this once a month for the original people who rated and reviewed the show until we get a winner that wants the damn thing. Um, And how did he win that? How did Tay JC3 win? Well, he won by giving a five-star review on, uh, I believe his was on Apple and boom, he was entered, boom. He won for now. So we'll let you know this time next week, but if you were a person who rated and reviewed the show, stick around. And if you want to help us grow the show, the fastest way to help us, it's 100% free, hit pause on the iTunes app, Stitcher, Podbean, Spot, whatever. Go in, leave us a five star. Say something nice if you want your trades. No one's put trades in there. So, uh, I have I've been a bit of an asshole on Twitter, Jerry. I'm not I, I will retweet I'll gladly retweet your trade, but if you don't, a little something for us, I'm not going to jump in the comments. You want me to jump in and help you out with the trade? Would love to. Go to your podcast player, put it in there in the comments uh, section for the review. Put in your name, put in your league, number of teams, Superflex, tight end premium, and then the trade. We'll do it right here on this show, Jerry, right here. Right it, here.
3: It, it no sweat off on of my back. I didn't listen, not. There's a lot of people out there. Everybody that is listening to this right now is one of these people that are just showing love and that's all I need. I'm not I'm not here to dance and just and you're going to throw a nickel at me. That's not that's not what I'm doing. You're not throwing it in my guitar box that's on on the side of the sidewalk. You know, the, the I'm going to help the people that that, that want to talk to me, that want to interact and don't just use me. Essentially,
2: Uh, Jerry, I I can be used. Just not just not in that way. (laughs) Uh, All all things are you leave. You leave Mrs. Young out of this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You you uh, you be respectful there, young man. But yeah, man, just 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 leave us the five star. We'll we'll hook you up. And you can also, you know, say, hey, I dropped a five star on X platform. And you can email that to us. Dynastywarzone at gmail.com. It is that simple. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. At Dynasty Warzone on both those platforms, and Jerry, are you ready to talk about the damn snobs of the Dynasty world,
3: Randy? There are so damn many of those. I mean, every different corner of this weird niche that we are a part of—they exist, and it's and it's weird. But yeah, let's go. Let's let's start shitting on them. That sounds like fun.
2: Well, I, I, you and Odell Beckham have got this weird thing with Pooh, allegedly. Hey, so, hey, hey,
3: hey, 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 I am the shitter, he is the shitty. Well,
2: allegedly, we're going to get into that, <laughs> give me just a second. So so the, the snobs of the Dynasty industry, before we, we break that down, just want to make sure that this segment of the show is brought to you by the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And it continues to grow. Today, before we recorded the show, we welcomed Baylor. Uh, I love the name, not the school. It'd be cool if we had like the entire student body of Baylor in the Patreon. But we welcome Baylor, and I'm super excited to have him on the team and already jumping in in the mix with the group on the group chat. And a lot of people have been asking for help because they're in pickles due to trades, uh, from injury, um, underperforming players. And we got a lot of people three and no teams out there, Jerry, in the Patreon. They they are uh, they are taking advantage of their leagues thanks to the Patreon. It's a lot of fun to see the trades being posted.
3: Uh, it's I mean it's every trade you could imagine, rebuilds and and contenders and tight ends and wide receivers and defense and Devi. Oh my God! Listen. I give a hard time to Kane, but bless his sweetheart, he is quite the angel when it comes to that chat because guess who else is in that chat? Little spoiler for all you Devi lovers out there, or for you people that you know are me when it comes to Devi. Debbie. Devi's there and Kane's there to help us all, to just hold us and in our little swaddle like we're a little tiny infant, and he just milks us to health.
2: And sometimes you take these metaphors and analogies down a weird, weird side road, but that's okay. We're ready to talk about snobs. And where did this topic come from? All of a sudden, my man's James Robinson has put the entire dynasty world in a tizzy to steal Jerry's world. He put the entire dynasty world on ice skates, Jerry. Have you noticed that and I I tell you what it feels like there's more haters than appreciators. Would you agree with that statement?
3: I would absolutely agree with that statement.
2: And I got to think at least
3: at least at least people that just they don't want to believe. It's it's like they're they're actively trying to not believe in the man.
2: And it got me like I'm like why are you against this man? You know, and it got me thinking Jerry, did you know that I've identified now there are three groups of snobs as it relates to dynasty on Twitter and in your dynasty leagues in general. Are you ready? Because I've identified them for you. Are you ready? Alright. Well the, enlighten all of us. The, the 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 first one is the analytics snob. He is the one who's gonna tell you that your 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 forty yard dash in your underwear in Indianapolis was not fast enough. He's gonna tell you that your breakout age wasn't good enough. He's gonna tell you that your spark score was not good enough, and that you're just not a good enough athlete. The numbers, the numbers, Jerry, don't dictate that, not the numbers that matter, Jerry, not yards per carry, that doesn't matter to the analytics guy. Not touchdowns, that does not matter. Not, not volume, we don't measure that. But any other analytic that, that they can poke, prod, or lean on to tear down a player's value, they're going to do it. So, the, so that's the analytics snob, all right? Are you ready for the next snob that I've identified? Yep. It is the <laughs> film grinding snob. Well, I watched your tape and you couldn't possibly get off press coverage. Or I watched your tape and you have a hitch in your delivery as, as a quarterback. Or uh, I watched your tape and, and you miss blocks as a running back. And, you know
3: what uh, the best part about tape grinders is? Uh, fire Fire away. They will always fucking tell you that they watched tape. You you can
2: just do it.
3: You do not have to let. You know really do you know what they what? really watched on the planet? No. You know what they really
2: watched? They watched YouTube. a they watched a seven minute YouTube video backed by some real shitty rap music for seven minutes. But they
3: watched it like eight times, and that they was, was they watched
1: it a couple times,
2: and that was the film they, they 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 grinded. They they, they, act, yeah, they, they, they I mean, here is the thing. I am not here to knock the hustle. I'm not here to knock the work, but you're not going to, uh, do forgive me if I don't take your evaluation of the film more seriously than anybody else's. You're going to have to forgive me, Mr. Film Grinder, that tells me that James Robinson was not a good prospect on the tape. Maybe if he had picked a better rap song, th- th- then maybe you would have liked him better. And Jerry, th- then there's there's two other, and they kind of go together. Are you ready? One yep. is the draft capital snob. but he was uh, he, yeah. and, and that was the one that made me hear our old friend. He's in rehab, Lord Bigglesworth, he likes that brandy. <laughs> he's like, he does. I, I hear that. well, he you you were not drafted, but in the sixth round. or you, sir, you you were drafted undrafted. You, sir, will never last in the NFL. You will never be a thing. You are a flash in the pan. that's that's the draft capital snob. That's the where you went in the draft. Now, mind you, this is the owner in your league who is still desperately clinging to Corey Davis because the Tennessee Titans made a huge mistake and drafted this guy in the first round of the NFL draft. And all the Corey Davis fan draft capital snob has to hang their hat on is that Corey Davis was drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Never had a wide receiver one season. I don't think he's ever even had a wide receiver two season, which in, for me, a wide receiver one would be top 12 for an entire season. Wide receiver two, top 24 for an entire season. They just can't. But Corey Davis, mm, Corey Davis, he had that draft capital, Jerry. And then there's one last bonus snob. Are you ready? Yep. This is power five conference snob. This, this, uh, it, th- th- you kn- That's a real snob. That's the And that's the worst one. The, the, the worst one, of uh, you know, you, you didn't go to Georgia. You didn't go to Alabama. You didn't go to Michigan State. You didn't go to Ohio State. You, you didn't even go to USC. You didn't even go to Oklahoma State. You went to, we'll use the, the case of James Robinson, Illinois State. Jerry, what do you know about draft uh, power five snob?
3: They exist. They live in the world, breathing amongst us. It's something. And what's weird about that, with all of these, all of these snobs even exist after we've seen people play in the games. And we've seen them do the opposite of what their narrative suggests. If you are from a small school, you shouldn't translate to the NFL. But then they translate like James Robinson. And you're going to say that he's not a good prospect because he went to the small school, even though I can use my fucking eyes and see that this man had a six catch 83 yard game. And then the game before he also rushed for over 100 yards and he's played three games. Like what more versatility do you want out of the man?
2: Hey, are, are you ready real quick? Yeah. I'm I'm going to read off the current top and we'll go top 15 16 QBs and and I'm going to tell you where they went to school, not their names, but where they went to school and you tell me how many powerhouse college programs you hear. Are you ready? Yeah. Wisconsin, Wyoming, Texas Tech, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, Cal, Auburn, Boston College, Cal again, LSU, Miami of Ohio. Louisville, Texas A&M, Harvard, Eastern Washington. Now, there, there, there were a handful of guys. There was an
3: Oklahoma and an LSU in there.
2: Uh, th- there was an Oklahoma, there was an LSU. Um, I, I And that even, Oklahoma was not Baker Mayfield. It was not Baker Mayfield. There. And also,
3: Randy, uh, Corey Davis has never had a wide receiver two season in PPR. 27 was as high as he got in
2: 2018. that does not stop uh that does does not stop believing like the i think journey the all-time greatest karaoke song of all time don't stop believing i think they wrote that for Corey davis for his believers so we're going to jump into a handful of guys um just some examples uh, of players that were hated by some or all of these groups jerry what do you know about josh allen man josh allen was hated by the analytics people, he was hated by the film grinders, and he's hated by the school snob. You know, he didn't go to a Power Five. He didn't go to LSU. He went to Wyoming. Most of these jack wagons couldn't pick Wyoming off of a map of the United States, which speaks more of the, the, you know, of the geography teaching in the the U.S. (laughs) Yeah, of the U.S. than anything else. But, you you know, people were like, you know, Josh Allen's never going to do this. He he can't improve. Jerry, do you know what Josh Allen's Wonderlick score? First of all, do you know what the Wonderlick is?
3: I know it's like a, a weird problem-solving test thing at the combine.
2: It is, you're close. It is basically the IQ test of the NFL when uh, they, they, they test the, the players at the combine in Indy. Do you know what Josh Allen's score was? I don't. It was 37 out of 50. For To put that in perspective, that is the 84th percentile. So that would make him one, one of the, based on this test, one of the most intelligent QBs in the NFL. Did, did we really doubt his ability to learn? Did we really doubt his ability? But it doesn't matter. He was inaccurate in college. The film showed it. He has weird mechanics. It's like... He, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Now, he could throw the ball through the barn, but he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. We heard all these narratives on Josh Allen over the last two years, and all he's done from his rookie years went from a 52-and-change per, uh, completion percentage. Last year, he had about a 58-and-change completion percentage, and currently he's in the top six in completion percentage. This is what happens when a player both get support in that they added more weapons for him in the form of Stefan Diggs to compliment John Brown, to compliment Cole Beasley. Uh, they added more running backs. And, and what do you know, the guy took the step forward. But do you know how many dynasty owners have missed on Josh Allen over the last three years because they had some kind of snobbery bias against Josh Allen? The weird thing about Josh Allen is there's like a there's like another
3: subgroup of all these snobs where they will like a person when they're in college. But then the moment it's it's like once it gets to be draft time, they sort of shift away and then they start to not love him. Because I when Josh Allen was it was going into a senior year, you know, it was like, OK, Josh Allen is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. You know, it's like uh, the North Dakota State kid. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um, Trey, Trey
2: Lance? Thank you.
3: He, he was like that exact same situation. You know, it was like everybody, he's not going to be one of these top guys, but he's going to be in the mix. He could potentially be a very high draft pick. And then it got to be there, and then he landed in Buffalo, and everyone's like, ah! Nope, he, he landed in Buffalo. It's a shit spot. He went to Wyoming. That sucks. His uh, His completion was bad, so he's bad. And then the kid just did pretty good. And and here's the thing about Josh Allen, a giant majority of people that play dynasty fantasy football were not in on Josh Allen until about halfway through game two of this season, because at some point you just have to go, okay, I was wrong because this man has been a monster. I mean, we talked, we talked about it uh, when we did the Debbie show before when we were hitting record, if you had Dak Prescott and Josh Allen on your team, who's stopping you
2: right now? I mean that I mean that's eighty points, seventy points a week. The the only person who's even got a remote chance of stopping that tandem of Dak and Josh Allen would be if you had Patrick Mahomes and Russ Wilson, which a team very well could have if they recently did a startup where maybe they got Mahomes in the first round and Russ like in round three. I could see that. I I, I could totally see that. But yeah, you know, and, and here's the thing, there are still people waiting for this kid to fail. Get on board. Too late. You're already missing out. And and that leads me to my next guy. You know, he he was freed out from under the thumb of Adam Gase. We've already seen Devontae Parker flourish. We started to see Kenyon Drake flourish. Ryan Tannehill flourish. I can't wait till maybe Sam Darnold can flourish. But this guy is Robbie Anderson. You know, who didn't like him? Well, draft capital snobs didn't like him because he went undrafted. School snobs didn't draft, didn't like him because he went to Temple, but when you pull up Robbie Anderson's athletic measurables, he had a 4440, which is 91st uh, percentile. He had a 75th percentile burst score, and you know he's he's a pretty good athlete. But you know what? Oh, the the, the the analytics guys hated him too because he had a late breakout age. He broke out at 20.3. But you know what else he's doing? He's currently putting up 18 points per game on average in his new situation with Teddy Bridgewater, head coach Matt Rule, um, offensive coordinator Joe Brady. This just goes to show you, you don't have to like him. And I'm just now putting him back in my lineups as like a fill-in, bye week's coming up next week, wide receiver three. But there are people who would just like, no. who like I've offered him. I'm in a league where I've got... I'm six deep at a wide receiver. I've got Diggs, I've got Anderson, I've got Cooper Cup, I've got Parker, I've got Hilton. I got a lot of those, you know, a couple of guys I don't want to move there, but I'm out there trying to proactively trade teams that need wide receivers. Had a guy who wouldn't give me a second for Robbie Anderson, but gave up a second for AJ Green. You know why, Jerry? Because, because he went he's to Georgia. Stupid. I I suppose, I I suppose, I I get, I don't know. I can't figure it out, but you know, that's another example. I mean, do do you like Robbie Anderson? I mean, if you're a contender, how do you not?
3: I I mean, for a second, I mean, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, listen, I am the king of just not giving a crap about picks like seconds, but like, at what point do you have to just stop, see this production And, and, you know, he's got Atlanta coming up. The, this dude played against Atlanta once before and he got 104 yards and a touchdown. And that was with Josh McCown as his quarterback. So I don't want to hear that. This is a dude. Listen, it, if there was anybody that I did the one thing that I like to not do is I fell for the narrative that Robbie Anderson was dead this offseason and that there was, you know, there was no way he was coming back from it. I fell for that. I did that. Robbie Anderson got out from under that dog crap. Because that is what Adam Gase is. He is a black hole that just sucks all the good of all fantasy assets. And he just throws them into the abyss of the unknown. And he was freed from that. And immediately, immediately, he has become not even relevant. Extremely good. I mean, he's cracked 100 yards twice. I mean, what more do you want to see from this man? I, he just, I mean, I don't, I, I don't get it.
2: I, get, I He's averaging eight targets a game. Look at his situation. I posted this on Twitter, and we're going to cover a couple more of these guys. we got some other topics we want to jump into. But, I mean, he's averaging eight targets a game, and he's averaging about 90 yards a game. And you know what he's doing? Everything we wanted DJ Moore to do. In Carolina could be the benefit, but doesn't matter. I'm Jerry. I'm playing for championships. What are you playing for?
3: Exactly
2: that. I, you know, I don't give. A, I've said this before. I don't give a tinker's fuck about a 2021 20, second right now. I care about trying to win. I'm going to hammer home that message at the end of the show. What about Kareem Hunt, Jerry? Remember Kareem Hunt?
3: How many times are we going to talk about Kareem Hunt, Randy? Uh, I feel, uh, I feel, uh, how, like how many times are we going to talk about this man? And, and just everyone's just going to think Nick Chubb is just awesome and he's going to get all the work. Like, what do you have to see? It just, it, I, I get it. I get he only had 46 rushing yards this past game. Okay, he's still getting over 15 touches a game, and the man is good and he can do things with them, and he's scoring touchdowns. Kareem Hunt is a top 15 running back in fantasy, probably better than that, and that's just me being conservative. I don't give a damn that Nick Chubb is there. At, at some point, they are both relevant. Believe it or not, that can happen. Uh, I know it's fucking wicked crazy that anyone could possibly imagine that, but no, Kareem Hunt is good. Kareem Hunt is one of the supreme talents at running back in the league. I don't care who else is in that locker room.
2: Well, and but this is another example of people. You know, this is a player who coming out was hated by the school snobs because he went to the Toledo and in, in the Mac. He slipped to the second. He, he, Even
3: though he was on Kansas City behind Spencer Effing Ware, and but, he but, still went to the damn second.
2: But but Jerry, it's we're, we're going to
3: draft Darwin Thompson at the end of the first though. Now get the fuck out of here.
2: He, he 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 was a bad athlete, Jerry. Did you know he had a yeah. four he had a four six forty, and he had a low burst score and his agility score wasn't very good. You know, sometimes running in a straight line is great, but sometimes being good at football is greater. Uh, a couple other examples that we had on the sheet before we move on to our next. Austin Eckler, hated by the school snobs, hated by the draft capital snobs because he went undrafted, Jerry. But you know what Austin Eckler's doing right now in uh, in L.A.? He's killing people. He's absolutely wrecking shots. He shock. had, had
3: 11, 11 receptions last game. He, Are you kidding me?
2: He is, he is, what's better than Walmart brand but not quite name brand? You know, he's not like Coke, but I think he's better than Dr. Thunder that you you get at Walmart because he is doing everything for your roster, really, that Alvin Kamara is doing in New Orleans but at a much cheaper, reasonable price, and I don't know if it's because of his quarterback. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are waiting for the other shoe to drop, and, and he's just not going to be good anymore. Same thing with my man, Cooper Cup. Hated by the school snobs, he went to directional Washington. Hated by the analytics people, you know what Cooper Cup has done, Jerry, over his last 29 games.
3: What 20, has Cooper Cup done?
2: 29. Pull it up. Go go look at his 2018 season. Go look at his 2019 season, and look at his first three games of 2020. The man, for 29 games in a row, has averaged 15.6 to nine. So not quite 16, but more than 15 PPR points a game. Are you going to get a 9-point game here or there? Yes, you are. Are you going to get a 31-point game here or there? Yes, you are. But more often than not, you're getting, it's a 29-game sample size. And yet people continue to wait for, uh, it, it's going to stop at some point. Bob Woods is going to take it. They're going to 12 personnel. We. The whole point of this entire segment of the show is to tell you to stop creating reasons why something's not going to happen you know I I posted this on Twitter and Jerry I'm going to remind people of this a lot going forward stop you want to you want to kill your dynasty roster you want to lose value continue to ignore people that are playing good football stop looking at what they have done stop looking at where they've been you know it's not Robbie Anderson's fault he had to be coached by by Gase you know it's it's Beyond his fault at this point that Austin Eckler went to Western University. Look at what they're doing, how it can benefit your lineup, and this all circles back to James Robinson. I don't give a shit that he went to Illinois State. I don't give a shit that he doesn't run a fast 40. You know what I give a shit about, Jerry? You know what I give a shit about? Do you know? Fantasy points. Fantasy points. I give a shit that James Robinson is getting the workload that made Leonard Fournette the RB seven overall in fantasy last year. I give a shit that he's. But uh, already...
3: but he had draft capital, Randy. It's totally I, different.
2: I, it, 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 you're it, no, it's not because what, yeah, exactly. I, I heard it said by a drafted uh, by a draft. Uh, I'm sorry, not a draft. A podcast host today that the minute you're drafted to a team, none of that matters anymore, except for maybe quarterbacks in the first round. But once you're drafted to a team where you went to school, what round you were drafted by, none of that matters in the NFL locker room. You know, I've learned and I'm learning every day. That's I try to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm learning every day what matters and what doesn't matter. And what doesn't matter is where James Robinson went to school. What doesn't matter is, you know, his athletic measurables. What matters is he's getting the volume and that he can be a real asset now, Jerry. Should you hang on to him as a non-contender? Would you hang on to him there,
3: James Robinson? Yes, sir. I mean, I'm hanging on to him, but it, it, I feel like you're going a different direction. So tell me why. I, I I think the guy's here to stay. Like I, I think they'll probably bring someone in. I know I'm sort of getting off off the rails a little bit, but he's going to get the first crack at it. But anyway, take it away, my friend.
2: Well, the, the reason why, if I'm a contender, I'm I'm not doing anything with him anything and if i am a contender like right now if i'm a contender where would my first be my first would be somewhere between 1.09 and 112 do i really give a crap about the 1.09 through 112 because about 40% of your draft picks are going to bust no one tells you that they just tell you all oh, these draft picks are oh, they're, they're great go pull up your draft picks over the last 5 years dlf has a great tool to help you do this and go back and look over the last five years, the picks that went 1.09 through 112. Not a whole lot of meat on that bone. There's a few. There, there, there's uh-uh. cer- there's there, there's certainly a few. Yep. But for every Alvin Kamara that you got at 108, 109, there is more than a handful of O.J. Howards that you got at 108 or 109. And if I'm a contem- lot of Royce Freeman's. And Jerry, we're only three weeks in. There's a lot of injuries to go. And if I can get a guy who's getting that volume, and that much usage, I'm gonna gamble. And I'm gonna save my gambling rant until the end. Do you have anything about these to, to these snobs? Do you have any final words of wisdom before we transition to our next segment?
3: No, I think you hit those ones perfect. And I think that is those are just more names to throw on the pile. That's just that's just a some more kindling that you're just you're throwing it and watch it just go to the fire pits of hell man
2: so so the the last thing i have on this before we go to our next segment is this knock it off if you if you're so concerned about where a guy went to school as opposed to what he's doing on the field knock it off if you're more concerned about where a guy was drafted knock it the fuck off go out and win you know what or go sell him to someone. I have no problem moving James Robinson. If you're not a contender and that first can mean something to you, cool. Because I don't know that James Robinson's going to be the lead back there next year. But I know he's the lead back
3: but, there. But, but his production now, don't go selling him for undrafted, you know, uh, went to a small school running back prices. Yeah. No. Because th- no- that that has changed. That is gone. That is in the past. That is irrelevant at this moment. That man is a workhorse. That man is the lead back for the remainder of the year without competition. I don't want to hear any fucking divina Zigbo when he comes back bullshit. That is that man's backfield, and if you are going to sell him, you sell him for that price or piss off and walk.
2: Well, Jerry's even more fired up than me, so so stop being a snob. It does you no good. It does your roster no good. We're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to cover some Dynasty Observations. I don't know that we're ready to take action on all these yet but we're going to cover some things that we've seen some things that have uh, piqued our interest and we want to cover with you this segment is brought to you by our friends at viridian global that is v-e-r-i-d-i-a-n viridian global and they are the official apparel provider of the dynasty Warzone. they've got t-shirts they've got hoodies perfect for this fall weather rolling in in the midwest where jerry and i reside They've got tank tops for your gym bros. They've got baseball shirts, AKA raglins, for you to wear. Again, perfect fall, long sleeve type shirt because you wanna stand out, man. You wanna look good, Uh, I'm a a bias, I'm very biased, but I think the graphics put together with uh, our boy Matt, our uh, graphics guy, at MattyBigChest on Twitter, and our friends over at Viridian Global, they have nailed these styles. The colors, uh, everything pops. So head over there, head over to viridianglobal.com, check out the Dynasty Warzone collection, and any time that you order 75 bucks or more of stuff, you get it shipped for free. Now, you don't have to spend all that 75 on the Dynasty Warzone, man. You can get hooked up with the Dynasty Happy Hour, the GOAT District, they have non-podcast-related uh, gear, they've got shirts like the, uh, the famous I Have Chub. Uh, there's a Juju. Jerry, there's a James Robinson league winner shirt over at ViridianGlobal.com. How sweet is that?
3: That's uh, that's what the guys over there do, though. And listen, I just got the email that uh, my Warzone merch shipped. So I was hoping I had it ready, but I think it's going to show up tomorrow. I got that that fresh hoodie with the with the new logo on it. I got the NWO-influenced DWZ shirt. I'm excited. I am so damn excited. I hope you can hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm ready for the Top Gun logo.
2: I'll, I'll, I thought you were going to say you're, you're ready for the Dynasty Warzone thong. To to be determined. I know <laughs> we I know we have hats and some we have hats and some other stuff coming down the road. But uh, uh, Kane's what, been
3: pushing for it in the Patreon chat, but Randy's been fighting it. He doesn't he doesn't want to do that.
2: Absolutely. But anyway, so let's move on to some observations, Jerry. Real quick, just you know, some quick hitters here. What was uh what was the first thing that you've observed so far in this uh this season through 3 games? It's
3: uh, it's hard for me to do quick hitters right now. I'm a little fired up. I'm I am I am fierce right now. But one is that this weird thing that happens and it it usually happens this is not a 2020 specific issue. For whatever reason, once the season starts, dynasty players just cannot think rationally. They cannot back out of whatever situation they're thinking about they can only think about the results it's weird all off season all you hear is process over results process over results and the moment there is actually results to be recorded that goes out the window it's like you're you're a little ant in a sandbox and you look around everywhere and all you see is sand and you think it's the sahara desert and you're lost and what you need to do is just back the hell out look See, it's a little kid's sandbox with a little bit of little bit of dookie in the corner. Don't step on it. Walk out of it, and you're going to be all right. Everything's going to be good. This is, this is a DJ Moore talk is what this is, Randy. We're going to talk about DJ Moore. Listen, Robbie Anderson's been getting the work. We talked about it. DJ Moore is still an extreme talent in this league. He's 23 years old or 24 years old. And we got people out here just thinking this man is just chop liver. I mean, I, I haven't seen any crazy, awful trades for him, but it's like the talk is that there's no, nope, no more. This this guy went from potentially wide receiver like four, five, and now it's like you you don't even hear about him. Nobody's nobody's worrying about him. It's just it's weird. It's like immediately the the moment there is a box score, everyone just. It just blanks out. It's it's weird, and just don't do that. You are still playing. I don't want to say a long term game because it's not. And I, I saw you tweeting this the other day. It's a we do a series of, you know, like short term actions, but there is a long term goal. Just think rationally. Don't don't overreact to stuff. Don't do dumbass shit like that.
2: Uh, my my first takeaway is the the sharper the league the less trading that I'm seeing right now. I'm not seeing, right now, everybody in the dynasty space, whether you're a player, a podcaster, an analyst, a writer, it just seems like everyone's dug in. You know, everyone's being told to sell. Hey man, if you can't win, you need to sell and rebuild. I had someone that I absolutely thank the world of the other day in a group chat tell me he was doing a light rebuild. And I actually said in the rebuild, what the fuck is a light rebuild? You're either winning or you're losing. You know, what the fuck? I'm like, I was like, flabbergasted. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? So, so hold
3: on. What was the, what was the answer?
2: Uh, you know, Did he give you an answer? No, no, not, not like straight away. It's like what you're saying is, is you're selling off all your old dudes and you want draft picks and young guys. Just come right out and say it, guys. Here's the thing. Jerry, pop quiz for you. Do, do you know who has more targets on the season, DeAndre Hopkins or Keenan Allen?
3: I would guess Hopkins, but I feel it's a like you're setting me up for failure. It's a
2: tie. They both have 37 through three games. So they're averaging 12 targets a game, but yet because they're both 28, you've got to take 80 cents on the dollar. So remember, you've got to go the opposite. If no one wants to buy Keenan Allen at 100%, make an offer of 80% or 75%. I bet you right now if you throw out a random contender's first for Keenan Allen – you probably get that shit done because nobody wants to win. Nobody wants 28-year-old Keenan Allen on their roster, which is weird because a guy with Keenan Allen's skill set, that could translate for the next three years. He is the perfect. And Justin Herbert looked pretty good. (laughs) Justin Herbert's the big part of the reason why this man's getting all those targets. So my first observation is that if you're selling, A, you're doing the same thing that two-thirds of your league is doing. And B, you're not going to get top, top value because it becomes a buyer's market. If eight guys in the league or eight ladies in the league are selling, that means only four teams are buying. And if only four teams are buying, that means the market's flooded. And if the market's flooded, the price goes down. For those that, uh, that don't understand basic economic supply and demand, you're all flooding the market with product and you're driving everybody's prices down. So you, you might get crazy and see if you can acquire a piece for next year, at deflated value. Jerry, what's another observation you've seen so far through this weird dynasty season?
3: Just to say that, just to sort of talk about that some more. I mean, those four teams that are buying, they also have good teams. So they might not want the stuff you're trying to sell them. And then you're just trying to get rid of it for even less, just to get rid of them and get anything. And now you're selling it for even worse. So mine is to take advantage of that. that. That's the thing that I see and I... I just want to do because there's lots of situations like that. 2020 is a weird year. 2020 fantasy football season is also a weird year. That was not, that has not been any different. Take advantage of the injuries. Take advantage of, you know, Juju only catching touchdowns and not really getting a ton of yardage right now. Take advantage of Robbie Anderson getting the work and not DJ Moore. Take advantage of that stuff, man. It's just, you know, everyone wants to talk about. Calvin Ridley, like, why, why are you guys trying to buy these guys that are all all the hype right now? Just stop. What are you doing? Take advantage of each situation. Every There is always a situation to be exploited in this game, and it usually is the opposite thing that everyone is talking about doing. That's what I got, Randy.
2: My, my next one is be real careful when someone leads you down the path of you know, buy those rookies low. You know, buy them because their value's down. I, I would be very trepidatious with that because if you had done that last year, you you may be set. Maybe last year around this time you tried to buy low on Enkele Harry, or JJ Arthega Whiteside, or I don't I don't know um, Andy Isabella. I know he had two touchdowns. Now you could get lucky. You could you could wind up turning that into uh, a Daryl Henderson who had a great week three. Looks like he's going to be the starter. In week four, but just because you're quote unquote told to buy low, are you asking how low? Are you asking who to buy from? Are you being you know? It's just be be very careful on who you buy. Why you know? I, I we do this a lot with the patreons, Jerry. Is why are you buying them? W- what do you see their upside being? Why is the upside becoming what it is? Because this is the this is the Joe Mixon narrative. Every year, Joe Mixon's situation is going to change, and I always ask the Joe Mixon owner, "Why is the situation going to change? Did he get a new head coach? Well, no. Well, did, did he get a new quarterback? Well, no. Are they did did Giovanni Bernard leave the team? Well, no. Did the offensive line get better? No. Well, then what the hell changed about Joe Mixon's situation that makes you want to go by? Same same thing with these rookies. What about their situation? has changed. You know, If you told me you were going to go buy low on Sam Darnold because you know that in two weeks he's going to have a new head coach, okay, I get that. Or if you told me you were going to buy low on Sam Darnold because in two weeks he's going to get Brashad Perriman and Denzel Mims and Le'Veon Bell back and you could see a little spike in his value, I, I can dig that. But if you can't answer four or five questions as to what's going to drive up this rookie's value and why you're buying low, you're just buying for the sake of buying. You're buying without a plan. You're buying without a without a roadmap. And you're going to wind up burning up your assets very, very quickly. So, Jerry, anything else before we uh, we go into one big thing?
3: No, let's do it.
2: All right, man. This, this third and final segment is brought to you by my homies over at Hate Brand Goods. That is H-V-I-I-I, Brand Goods. I absolutely love it. I'm wearing the joggers right now. Now I'm gonna do the YouTube watchers the, the the good the good faith of not standing up and showing you my crotchal area just so I can show you the tag. But I've posted plenty of pictures of these on Twitter. Amazingly comfortable. My absolute go-tos now that the average high here in Indiana is around like sixty two. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's good ass fall weather. But you can't wear shorts all the time, Jerry, when you wake up and it's like forty two degrees. You know what I'm you live in Michigan, you know what I'm talking about no it's been like that i got a hoodie on right now so i I know hopefully it's a it's a hate brand or or a dynasty war zone hoodie but this is one of my again one of my favorite athletic brands and it's super functional um their shorts they have some wild floral patterns they have khaki they have black and one thing some so some of the feedback i've gotten from the listeners about the goat shorts hey memphis we like the styles hey memphis we like the florals but all they have is the black and the khaki. First of all, get the black ones. They're badass. But you'll be seeing more and more restocked due to COVID and and getting kind of like a lot of businesses. He was impacted by the uh, COVID of, you know, getting supplies and things of that nature. But you'll you'll see more stuff back in stock on the hate.com. And one thing, Guys, get yourself the kick today in the Dick coffee mug, because that's the one thing that we're not going to be able to offer you here on the Dynasty Warzone. Man, we had all kinds of uh, of slogans for everybody. Maybe we'll put those on T-shirts. Like we had a coffee mug for Jerry that says, "How the man of the hour gets his power." Can't do it. We're not going to be able to do coffee mugs. We had one that said "Black like Memphis's soul," but we can't do that because coffee mugs are just not in the the near future but you go to the hate.com you use promo code Memphis you get a discount on the kick today in the dick coffee mug shaker bottles as well as some sweet sweet gear and you can check out to the hate that's the H-V-I-I-I.com, use promo code Memphis at checkout and you will sh- you will save that money So, Jerry, what is your dynasty move of the week? The thing that you want these people to, the the last thing that you want them to hear, out of all the ramblings and things that we've covered tonight, they'll forget that. But what about this do you want them to take with them today? The
3: people are used to hearing Miguel into this microphone, so they will definitely forget about it. But the one thing I'm going to do, and that I would recommend that they do, look at the rookies that you can sell. Now, I know this is sort of... uh, I'm piggybacking off on the things that you just said. It's not too early to see what a situation is going to be. There is a person in your league that loves Cam Akers. And maybe I am just an evil bitch that just doesn't like himself some Cam Akers. But Daryl Henderson is under contract until 2022. So that man is always going to be around. And Cam Akers is injured. Daryl Henderson has looked pretty good. Now, Malcolm Brown's only under contract for this year. But he's looked pretty good when he's played. And it's likely that they would still bring in another body anyway. Probably not going to draft him in the second or the third like they did those guys. But there will be other people there. And Daryl Henderson is going to be there. So when you drafted Cam Akers at... Wherever the hell you drafted Cam Akers. 104, 107, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He is not going to return that. I feel the most confident in saying that. Uh, barring a Daryl Henderson injury, and even with that, Cam Akers has not done great things playing. Now that is too early to tell, but the situation is not too early to tell. And that's what I would be looking at. You know, you know this is this is really only a rookie running back thing. I guess I'll say that. That's the problem with rookie running backs is it's either you always have the excuse for the struggler, that it's too early to tell. But then if they succeed in this first month, then the sons of bitches are too expensive and you cannot buy them by any means of the imagination. Go go try and buy Jonathan Taylor right now, Randy. You you tried that at all? Because that's a stupid investment because you're going to pay way too damn much money. We, We can see things like that. And that's what I would do. And I think... You have to be smart about it because you look at, at DeAndre Swift. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. He got six touches for the Detroit Lions in week three. Now, that is a fucking travesty, and Matt Patricia should be fired for that reason alone, along with many others. But what we, we've we seen from the man is that when the game was on the line, he was the one that was getting targeted in week one. He, I, I don't care that he dropped it. That That shit's going to change. And then in week two, the man gets six catches for 60 yards, leads the team in receiving in his second game, and he's not getting rushing attempts. It's all old man Grandpa Peterson, and the Lions just want to keep that up. Like, they think they're going to contend. They're not. They need to see what they have in the young guy. And when that man has been in the game, he has shown things. Go and buy him you're going to see, sell him, that he got six touches. And Adrian Peterson's going to get all the work in the world because Adrian Peterson is an ageless wonder. And I'm going to pay 80 cents or 75 cents on the dollar for DeAndre Swift, or I'm going to do a different trade, and I'm going to swindle DeAndre Swift as the second or third option in that trade. Thank you. That's what I'm doing right now. I am exploiting rookies because... The thing about rookie conversation is we have a shitload of it in the offseason. That's what we love to talk about, and I love to hear it. But now is the time when we need to be doing it because we actually see the situations. We see what they can do on the field. We can see how that can grow. We can see how it can be limited. Take advantage of that, Randy. That's, uh, that, that's my move right now. What's yours, dude? Give me, give me the
2: wisdom. Well, before I do that, uh, do you see his usage going up, Swift?
3: This year, I mean, more than six touches, but this year, no, no, but, I don't.
2: But, but it he, is going but,
3: to continue to be Adrian Peterson.
2: Do you see him getting a new head coach? Yes, I do. Do you see him getting a new offensive coordinator? I do. Okay, so so then you have some positives that you're buying. So you're you're going to buy based off his current negative by four by foreshadowing some positives down the road i like it i am I, I, I like it okay here's mine and it kind of piggybacks off my rant last week stop playing everything in life so safe okay safety third okay that's a great hate brand shirt by the way i, I own that when i need to wear it on camera it says literally safety third you know a lot of people tell you safety first those people are not going anywhere don't follow those people you know, I, I'm not telling you to 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 be reckless and throw just caution to the wind and everything, but sometimes you got to be willing to make a mistake. I, I've made mistakes. I don't sit here and ever come across in this podcast like I'm perfect. I was at the 203 in a rookie draft this summer, where I really needed some running backs on the on a contender. I finished second in this league last year, so I gave up my 2021 first to get the 203 in this rookie draft, and I took Keyshawn Vaughn. I messed up. I gambled. I lost. But that's okay because I had done my homework and I wound up with a guy named James Robinson. So I ended up getting that rookie anyway. And if at any point in this league, you know, if if, if things, and I'm fine, I'm, I'm in the playoff hunt right now. I'm getting healthy. I'm getting Galladay back. I'm getting Kittle back. So I, I, I should be able to weather this storm and Robinson should be able to help me. But you know what? I was willing to risk it. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and trade your entire lineup of good players for one guy. That would that would be a bad process. But sometimes in life, and not just dynasty guys, sometimes in life you just got to say, I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to ask that girl out. I'm going to ask that guy out. I am going to invest in this small startup. I am going to... Um, Follow my dreams of starting a podcast. I am going to do this. If you sit here and play it safe your entire life, and just again to get personal, my wife is like this. She is not even 40 and is already planning to retire. And, you know, she's like, hey, do you want to buy X? And she will be like, well, you know, we're, I'm like, we, we, are going to get to a point to where we can't even enjoy the life we're trying to have because we're going to be too old to enjoy it somewhere between saving every penny of our income and living a little bit is where the truth lies and it's no different for your dynasty roster sometimes you have to gamble with that first And too many people will tell you to clutch onto those firsts like grandma's pearls. You'll see the old lady in a bad neighborhood who clutches her handbag extra tight to her hip, and that's the way a lot of people do their firsts and their rookie picks. Sometimes you just gotta say, not all the time, it can't be, because somewhere between taking a risk and taking a chance and just being an idiot is where the truth lies. Don't be afraid to take a shot to win something. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't what that what, what we're supposed to be doing? Because I just bet you, if your league's got any tenure to it, and when I say tenure, I mean two, three, four years old, if you look at it, just just hit pause on this podcast, come back to the rest of this rant, hit pause, go look at that, that league, and look at the teams that are currently between the fourth best team and the eighth best team. I bet you, I just bet you those are the same teams that are always between fourth and eight. And then the ones from nine through 12, they are in a perpetual state of rebuilding. They never make the trade. They never take the risk. They never make the move. And sometimes you're going to make the move and you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to make the move and you're going to win a championship. Happened with our good friend Shane Manella of the Dynasty Trades HQ. Happened against me, which is kind of shitty, but hey, life happens. You know, he put it all on the line last year to get Christian McCaffrey right before our championship game, Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, and he won the ship. He won the championship. He won the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League championship. Now, he has since had to sell some stuff off. He had to take 80 cents on the dollar, and right now he's scuffling a little bit, but you know what? You can't take away that championship in a league that's very much worth winning. You can't take back the greenbacks that are going to pay for six or eight years of this because, you know, that's what he won was eight times the buy-in, and then I got like three times the buy-in, and third place got one got their buy-in back. So he's on a free roll for the next eight years. I have faith in Shane that he can get that thing back to a championship in the next couple of years. Take a risk. Make a move. Do something that's going to help you win in 2020, and worry about 2021 when you get closer to 2021. That may be November, that may be December, but 2021 we can take care of that then. Until then, go make a move, do do something aggressive, Jerry. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm taking this thing out on.
3: I like it. Hey, just real quick though, let me get an, let me get an example. Who who do you think is a safe player? I, I, I don't, I don't mean to, to hit you like that, but
2: I, you know, I, I'm always going to have a thing for Cooper cup. I think he's always going to be extremely undervalued. I think he is the kind of guy you can get for a first. If I had one of these young upstart wide receivers that gives the draft pick rookie clutch and lover, uh, you know, that sense of security I would I would gladly give you T Higgins in my 2021st for Allen Robinson. I will give you my 2021, me, my 2021 first and and one of these like T Higgins for Allen Robinson. I give you my 2021 first straight up for Bob Woods. I'm gonna go find good players on good teams attached to, to good quarterbacks that I know that that can produce, you know that that's that, those are the kind of guys that i'm looking to make moves for i think with a running back you have to be a little bit more uh d- you know make good decisions
3: what about what about selling a running back like what if you're selling saquon
2: uh he's the safe guy I, but you
3: don't get any points this year
2: I, I, I don't know that he's that safe if his name coming out yeah, of co- that's what i was hoping you would say if his name was anything other than saquon barkley coming out of college if his name was bob Jenkins. Coming out of college, and he didn't have all this steam on him. What would he be worth today? I had this conversation with uh, Izzy of the DTC about that. No, I'm sorry, it was John Bosch of uh, also of the DTC, but um, he does their game night, and we were having this conversation. The name Saquon Barkley has been worth outside of his rookie year more than he's ever put in your lineup, and for me, that's a problem. I want points points lead to wins man you know it it just leads to wins it it all comes down to to valuation so uh, jerry we're we're running a hair long but i'll share a trade with i'll share a trade with you okay i'm in a league yeah this is a trade that i offered a guy this guy has been in a rebuild this is his third year of the rebuild okay his quarterbacks include matt stafford aaron Rodgers, and that's it he's got four 2021 firsts okay I'm a contender in this league. I I have a plan because my plan has a plan. I have I have George Kittle and nothing behind him now that Jared Cook's been hurt. So I offered this owner Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers, T.J. Hawkinson, and what would be perceived his worst first. Now this owner also has Noah Fant. I think Mike Gesicki, a couple other young tight ends. And for those that use this sort of thing, it lined up almost perfectly in the DTC, the Dynasty Trade Calculator. And he sat on it for about 36 hours, and just said, "I, I can't do it." And have you ever seen the movie Menace to Society, Jerry? A long time I ago. Have. You know the 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 part where the cop tells the young guy, he's like, "You know you fucked up, right? You you know you fucked." That's why I told this guy. He was so then he sends me back a couple of things, some negative pieces about Deshaun Watson. He's like you know, his value's falling. I was like, not for me, it ain't. You know what? He's played Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore the first three weeks of the season, and he's still averaging 18 points a game. I was like, you're the one who fucked up. I just offered you retail for Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's got a tougher stretch of opponents coming up. I offered you retail across the board. And in this league, because I know our league mates, and, and this owner does too, you're never gonna get that kind of an offer for Aaron Rodgers again. That was retail. That was me playing, paying fair cost. And does does Aaron Rodgers suit a Superflex rebuild more than Deshaun Watson, Jerry? No, no, he does not. And, and when you've already got what's currently the 101, the 102, and the 107, and the 111, so I was asking for the 111. I was not greedy. I didn't get deep in this man's pocket. I was like, I will give you one of the top five young quarterbacks in all the NFL for a 36-year-old, soon to be 37. We don't know if for sure he's going to be in Green Bay. I th- I feel confidently after seeing Jordan Love in the preseason. And uh, a nice young tight end, of which you have plenty, and your worst first-round pick. That's why this owner will never get out of this rebuild. He w- he will He will add... Uh, a quarterback, because you know he, like I said, he's got the 101, the 102. He he could add Fields and uh, Lance, excuse me, Lawrence. He may get Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, but you know what? You know what I know. Forty percent of all draft picks bust. It's a fact, and another ten to twenty percent don't ever meet expectations, even if they perform a little bit. I'm looking at you, Jerry and David Montgomery. So don't be, you know, it was a risk that he should have taken. It was a risk I was willing to take because I was playing for the championship. I was playing to, to, to partner uh, a hot plane, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I had a move where in the back of my mind, I know another owner in this league would overpay severely for TJ Hawkinson. And then I was building up my draft capital. It, it, it didn't work out, but that was a move I was willing to make. It was somewhat short-sighted, but it was a move that was going to help me win. I practice what I talk about here on the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry. So there you go. There's an example of what you were asking for.
3: I have got a trade. All right. It was Saquon Barkley. I gave up Saquon Barkley. I gave up Alexander Madison. I got DK Metcalf and John Smith, and that was it. But I am a contender. I am defending champion. I have Josh Jacobs already on that team, and my flex was not good. Uh, you start three flexes Now I've got DK Metcalf to throw in there With a good core already He's a good ass team I already did it I didn't care I don't care They were bitching at me in the chat And I don't care You enjoy Saquon Barkley And the zero points he's going to get you And coming back from a knee injury I'm going to take the new hotness That's getting 100 yards every game a- a- Any any issues? I mean, in a vacuum I know I lost I don't care I'm, the, the, I'm going to the, win that league And I'm going to be the back-to-back champ And you can enjoy Saquon
2: that, and that's the whole thing. Even if you get second, does second pay anything? It does. It's, it's, so most of my leagues, you know, let's say it's a $50 buy-in. So that's 12 owners, that's a $600 pot. In that sort of a scenario, the first place team would get 400 The second place team would get a buck fifty, And the third place team would get 50 bucks. So that would get their buy-in back. If you get second, you just paid for this year, next year, and the year after. If you get first, you just paid for the next half decade plus it's a calculated risk, and you will always be able to make moves. Always. There's always move. You know, there's so many things we could go down, but thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for tuning in. Um, Jerry and I are going to put together a rating and review contest for the month of October. I don't know if we'll give away a Dynasty Warzone hoodie, some hate brand joggers, um, something Jerry we're gonna we're gonna hook somebody up for uh for a rating and review push we're almost at 200 I would love to get it before the end of 2020 uh, what do you have for these people before we I throw you out and uh, get this thing posted on the podcast feed
3: now nah, let's get out of here just do smart moves enjoy this game have fun man don't do dumb shit and that's the one thing we do Randy get out of here before we lose it all
2: before we lose it all I want to say thank you for tuning in Please check out our sponsors hate brand goods at the hvii.com viridian global at v-e-r-i-d-i-a-n global for all of your dynasty war zones sweatshirt t-shirt apparel needs and the patreon patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. and if you're watching on youtube you can see jerry in a hoodie going throwback hat on backwards uh, man what a sight to see. Subscribe to the YouTube notifications on, and on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great week. We will see you back here tomorrow for the fabulous Big Bet.
1: Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my – Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal Dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, The best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your Dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, And you can thank me later in the group chat.